Happy New Year. So he said last year too. So um, it's interesting. Yeah, no, I think this year for the first time, that Happy New Year phrase struck a chord with me. And I think it's because we say Happy New Year to like literally everyone, even to ourselves. Oh, clock strikes 12. Bah, 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 you know? Ziawa. <laughs> and then. <laughs> you know? The year just proceeds to be, I mean, I don't want to say unhappy, but I mean, you know, because <laughs> it's just so funny. Like you ask people first day of the year, happy, happy, happy. And then you ask people throughout the year, how they're doing? And the most you'll get is fine. You know, like the, that's, that, that's, that, that, that's the most you'll get. And even that's generally a lie. So you're kind of just there like, so exactly what's so happy about this year? Like, do I really want to be wishing people Happy New Year? Like, every single year? Like, where's it going? Where's it going? Where's this, you know, where's this thing happening? Because at least, I mean, Christmas is a day. So when I wish people Merry Christmas, um, there's, there's a high chance that it actually can be merry. Yeah, there are those days where it's really not that merry and people are just faking it. But, you know, at least... A day is enough for at least one, two, three, five people to have a Merry Christmas. I won't lie, my Christmas was pretty merry this year, um, in 2022. And so, um, you know, the New Year one, that's a long time to be happy, hey? <laughs> it's a long time. So, um, yeah, it just really, it really struck a chord with me. I was really wondering, you know, what's, what's the point of this, of this whole Happy New Year phrase, this whole Happy New Year thing? Is it that we're wishing people a happy new year? Is that we're hoping it's going to be a happy new year? You know, or is it just, it's just something that, you know, we're just saying, you know, for possessed. Like, are we really wishing pe- for people to have a happy new year? I know we want them to, but when we say it, like, is it just, is it almost as, as casual as I'm fine? Or I love you. <laughs> See, that got deep real quick. I just thought about it a lot more this year and hence, hence why we're here. Because I thought it's a very important phrase for the kind of years that people are having. The kinds of years that people are having. And I just thought we need to, we need to get to the, to the nitty gritty of it. To the, to the very core of it. Like why? Because you know I'm a deep thinker. So, so, so why are people like just, just not, not manifesting this one phrase that we say so passionately at the beginning of the year. And then I realized that maybe the reason why many people aren't having happy years... Or can't really look back on their year and say it was a happy year. Because I once heard a phrase, and I think it true, but we'll unpack it. That happiness is a choice. Now, it's been said a lot now, so it's pretty common. I'm pretty sure it's not something that you guys haven't heard. But I just thought it's something for us to note in this season of us saying happy new year and wishing people happy, a happy new year. Is that... You know, we can, we can scream Happy New Year all we want to a lot of people. We can desire Happy New Year for many people. But to be quite honest, it's up to them. 
damn it, it's up to them. It's up to myself. It's up to us to have this happy new year. Um, I can't have, I can't have it for you, you know, but there's other thing that I believe about happiness being a choice as well. I think that happiness is a choice, but I don't think that it's a blanket choice. I don't think that it's one choice that covers up all decisions. I think that happiness is comprehensive of a number of different choices that we make. And many of these choices either overlap each other or they become a domino effect. So I can't necessarily make a choice in one department of my life and then expect the rest of the the departments of my life to just follow suit and just follow through, right? Some, some, in fact, more often than never, just because I made one choice, even that choice can have like a ripple effect of other choices that relate to that choice. Or that choice can be isolated and we have other isolated decisions that we have to make um, that accumulate to our happiness. That sounded so deep and maybe complex, but I think it's pretty simple, really. We just make a number of different choices that make us happy. Which kind of then sucks. (laughs) Um, well, it can be a good thing and a, and, and a pretty suckish thing um, because we want life to be easy, right? We, would, we just want to make one decision and we hope that, you know, everything's going to be fine. Ooh, I'm going to get married and then everything about my life and relationships or a relationship just because I'm focusing on one relationship now, like it's just going to be blissful. And my relationship with this one person that I chose to be with for the rest of my life is just going to be just glorious because we chose each other. And then people realize that no, if you ask people, if you ask someone who's in who's in marriage, how what marriage is like, they'll be like, yeah, no, yeah, no, it's not what we thought. More often than never, just on the on the basis of choice, I have to choose him every single day. To be quite honest, you know, when I walk into the house and I look at him and I have to go, <sighs> him again, like it's a surprise, you know. We choose to go to school, and 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 we think. Um, oh yeah, you know, I made the decision to take this course, to take this law degree. And um, yeah, it's just going to be like suits. It's just going to be like the suits series. And I'm just going to be running case after case after case. It's going to be a cute little challenge over there, but um, I'll overcome it because I'm smart. And then we realize, no, no, it's case study after case study. I actually have to get the theory first. I have to, I have to understand the word, the, the work. I have to understand the maths. And then I have to like pass every single module and pass it in three years time and then pass it cum laude ideally. <sighs> so it's just a bunch of different choices. Happiness is a choice, but happiness isn't easy. And the sooner we come to that realization, I think the sooner we'll actually reach our happiness really because ignorance isn't happy. Going into something ignorantly, then realizing it's not what you thought it was, go- it was going to be. Nah, I don't want to walk into my year like that. And I don't think you want to walk into your year like that either. So let's get to the crux of it, right? Let's get to, to the foundational elements that will assure me, I hope, of a happy year. And the first part is coming to terms with reality, <laughs> That happiness is a choice, but it's not always an easy decision. We might unpack this even in other episodes because I think a lot. So I want to make sure that, you know, 
I, I give off everything that God gave me with this and I just, I just empty myself of it. But uh, just to begin with, I think we'll start at the shallow, at the shallow end, you know. Um, so we understand that happiness is a choice. And we understand that a choice doesn't necessarily have to mean one choice. It can be just a number of different choices that you make that can accumulate to your happiness. So all of this is just decision-based, choice-based, etc. whatever word you want to use. But let's not even lie. I think for the most part, many of us know that we have to make decisions in order for us to get to where we want to get to, right? And we make these decisions for the most part at the beginning of the year. The most exciting time of the year, we were all just so jolly and excited. And we're like, oh, what am I going to do this year? Fresh start. You know, this new year just, just, just put something inside of me, you know, just created like it stirred up a fire in me to, to, to want to make these decisions. And I'm going to make them and I'm going to fulfill them. Yay. And then not long after the beginning, I won't even say it happens on like day one. Then day three, it just, I don't know. We're okay with making the decisions until until we're not. Until the decisions just become, I don't know, just a little tedious. Maybe not unreachable yet. They kind of feel unreachable in February, to be honest, even that soon. March, April, we're like, okay, now we're gonna, we'll see this next year. But even by day three, I think we're kind of already just like, like, I'm not doing this. I'm... I'm not doing this. I'm going to gym first day, you know. I'm even I even have like a whole gym regiment. I have a trainer, you know. I, I even said like a one, one and a half hour, two hour session. I, and I get into that gym session and by the by half an hour I'm already rethinking it. And by like by the time I get home, I already feel burnt out, you know? And I'm lucky if I get to day two. Maybe it's not even cap. Many people don't even get to day two. I think the, the gym, gym companies probably get their most applications on day one. And then day three, it's just like these, they don't even see these people. In fact, they probably don't even see these people ever again. But like by February, people have already given up, but they're paying these gym memberships. And then by March, they're not even paying their gym memberships. And they have to like keep following up with them. And then you're in gym dead by like, you know, April, May. So I don't even think it's, it's so much making the decision that's problematic resulting in our, in our unhappiness. By the way, I'm making very shallow examples, but we all know that there are much deeper examples to these decision-making, to these, to these decisions. Uh, there are some decisions that are just very, very deep that we have to make. And then we realize that, you know, once we've made them, they're not easy. Like they're not easy to uphold. And then we fall short and... By September, we're already deeming our years crap. We're already like, ah, oh, it's a really crap year. Um, so it's not so much the decision that we make that seems difficult or that seems suckish. It's our ability or inability. They, what's the word? Or inability thereof. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, it's our inability to uphold these decisions that kind of results in our unhappiness. I know I feel very crap when i when i make a decision and then and then i don't I, I don't keep to it i know that there are people who really don't care and they just go with the flow i i'm not that kind of person i don't i don't i'm a very determined person and i'm a very intentional person so when i realized that you know my intentions didn't <laughs> they weren't communicating 
it upsets me and I'm pretty sure I'm not alone in that sense. But I realized that the reason why many of my decisions do not stick. And this was a long period of not just pondering, but just unpacking myself, you know, because sometimes, not even sometimes, I think you have to be your own therapist. Therapy is very important. And uh, you talk to people, you, 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 you seek advice, etc. But, um, you know, sometimes you just have to introspect and see if you can come to the answer yourself because there are, pe- there are times when people won't be there. Um, and that's an important thing to note. And that's not even like in the negative sense, like, oh, no one's going to be there for you. No, people are just busy with their own thing, babes. Like sometimes you just have to be you and your God and you're like, okay, God, so what are we doing? Who are we? What's happening? Which brings me to the reason that, 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 that I was going to get now before I went off on a tangent as usual. The reason why my decisions don't stick is because I have a very little understanding of myself or rather had a very little understanding of myself. That's, I think that's the common denominator. We think we know ourselves, sometimes without even thinking about it. And then when we do think about it, we, we have this idea of who we want to be or this glorified idea of who we are. And so that's why we think that we can be bold enough to make these rash decisions of just going to gym and having a two-hour gym session and going in hard and we think we're going to keep it up. But that's probably because we have a very limited understanding of ourselves. We think that we, we, we are these, the, these top dogs. And that's not necessarily a bad thought, but it is important to unpack that thought. There's this test that I've come across. I don't know if it's a test or experiment or whatever it was, or just a joke, but I, I, I think it's an experiment where people will come to you and ask you to think of an animal. And you think of an animal, top of your head, and then you think of another animal. And they, well, they tell you to think of another animal, then you think of that animal. And they tell you the first animal that you think of is who you think you are, who you want to be. I hope I'm getting it right. And then the second animal you think of is who you actually are. <laughs> now, I'm pretty sure that this test isn't an absolute test. Um, maybe there are exceptions to the rule. But when I took this test, and when a number of people took this test as well, who I was with, like a bunch of friends, we all came up to uh, the same um, idea, right? So the first animal that I thought of was a lion, you know? And then the second animal that I thought of was a mouse, and when I was told the results and of, of what that means, I was, ah, I was upset. I was, I was very upset. It, it hit at my pride. Of course, I didn't express it. Then I was like, ah, what? But I was really like, no, no, that's, that's not cool. You know, because I think about things and, I, and then I go home and I'm like, no, wait, <laughs> do I think I'm a lion, but I'm actually a mouse? That's not true. What the hell? No. And then I realized that, um, that actually kind of is the case. Now, it doesn't mean that I'm a mouse, but maybe it means that I act like a mouse, that I've allowed circumstances to turn me into a mouse, that maybe at the core of it, I actually am a lion because that was the first animal that I thought of, or by virtue of the fact that I, I want to become a lion tells me that it is reachable for me because my brain can fathom it. So I actually can be a lion. Maybe at the core of it, I actually am a lion. But my life, my circumstances, my decisions, my choices have turned me into a mouse. So I have to come to that realization first, that reality, before I can actually start 
I want to, and I say this loosely, moving hastily like a lion. Now, this isn't to say that I shouldn't, you know, shift my posture and, you know, walk proudly like a lion as though I have like this lion mane. But it's to say that if I keep doing that from a level of pretense, I keep moving this mic. If I keep doing that from a level of pretense and and if, if I keep doing that long enough and almost like forgetting every problem I have in me that has to be dealt with, sooner or later, the mouse version of me will be waiting like this. Just just waiting to catch up with me, essentially. Like, oh, hi, hi, <laughs> we're still here. It's very rare that, that, that your problems just walk away. Instead, they have to be, they have to be demanded away. And sometimes that's with, that's with speech, but other times it's with action. It's with decisions. So it's not to say that I shouldn't make the decision to go to gym. But maybe my first decision, my first decision isn't gym if I know that I am currently a procrastinator, if I know that I currently struggle with, with sticking to decisions. Maybe my first decision should be home video workouts. So the result that I want at the end isn't the problem. That's fine. I want a healthy body at the end. I want a healthy mindset at the end. But maybe the way that I should start isn't to jump straight into the deep end, which is like what I said with this conversation. Maybe we're going to start at, a kind of at the shallow, even though I kind of feel like we're going pretty deep, but you can just imagine how deep you're going to get if this is, if this is deep. <laughs> oh, toot, toot, horn tooted by me. Um, but... My point is, we, we, we probably shouldn't jump straight into the deep end unless there is a huge calling by God to truly do so and you are so sure about your relationship with God that you heard him clearly to jump straight into the deep end. But sometimes, and I think more often than ever, God says, come with me and we're going to do things step by step. Sometimes faith is a journey. Sometimes faith is, yes, you will get there. You will get to the deep end. In fact, I want you to get into the deep end. But right now, this is what you're ready for. And I'm God, not me. God is saying this. I'm quoting God. <laughs> He's saying, I'm God, so I know what's best for you. Now, like I said, there are times where God takes you to the deep end. And there you just go, hey. <laughs> there you just go. But he doesn't leave you. He never leaves you, nor forsakes you. So even in that, he will guide you. He will tell you, okay, this is what you say. This is what you do. To be honest, it all, it all starts with, knowing knowing yourself knowing who you are in christ and so obviously he'll be able to tell you what to do but knowing yourself if you don't know yourself you'll fail yourself hey you will fail yourself dismally you really have to have an understanding of who you are so first first it it, it does start with you know knowing what you're capable of knowing your strength knowing that you can overcome certain things, knowing that you can get to where, where, if your mind can fathom it, you can be that. You really, really can. Your mind is not dumb. Um, and we are more than capable of doing anything. The Bible says that we are more than conquerors. That, what the heck is that even? <laughs> what the heck is that even? Like, you're not just a conqueror, you're more than a conqueror. So it's like, you are more than an overcomer. So you really can. You really have it in you. So let's see where we are right now and see how we can, we can bring that out 
uh, let's say we can excavate that out but i didn't i don't know if that was like the, the right word to use but it, it, it sounds just about it sounds just about right let's see what we can do to 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 to, to get that part out of you so now know your strengths but also know your weaknesses know the things about you that you don't like and that are really dislikable now the things you don't like about you i say dislikable quite intentionally because just because you don't like something about yourself it doesn't mean that it's dislikable you may not like how you look but it doesn't mean that that's dislikable that's just a, a societal is that even a term but that's just something that society a standard that society has placed on you and so you've warped your mind to believe that that's something dislikable but it's not dislikable it's just something that is according to society not likable but society changes they change their minds <laughs> they change their feelings society is very fickle people die also <laughs> so like whatever really you're gonna base it on you're gonna base your idea of what you like and don't like on things that are just going to perish that doesn't count but there are things about you that should perish that should die those things come in traits that were not innate in you in your in your in your in the core of your humanity where when you were born you didn't really have them insecurities what baby has insecurities to be honest babies can run around naked like that's how we should be <laughs> that that was the idea that god has before we screwed it up things like laziness those should go things like procrastination you do you just do if you, if you set your mind to something you do it babies do hey yo babies do like you ain't gotta tell them twice they just do my niece the other time tried to run into the pool and we had to stop her she knows nothing about what's gonna happen she'll just just you just do now as an adult god says we should have a childlike faith i'm the kind of person who believes that two things can exist at the same time so things can coexist so it is possible for you to have a childlike faith and an adult-like wisdom so faith is not the problem keep the faith but now that you're grown and you understand what's what and you understand how the world functions and you understand how how society functions how not everyone is like you how you know sometimes we can for a period be victims of our circumstances when you get that wisdom what are you going to do about those circumstances what are you going to do about about how society perceives things how are you going to deal with things how are you going to deal with what you've experienced without losing your faith knowing that even though you've been through these circumstances even though you've been through things you can still come out of it stronger better with the results you wanted and better i think that's what it means to have a childlike faith and a godly wisdom i.e. an adult wisdom but godly sounds better because even though we are all gods and we are all adults we don't all think godly so where was i oh yes so you think about the things that are dislikable about yourself is that really a term unlikable i don't know whatever the things that should not be liked about you and you assess those you assess them you unpack them you trace them back you trace back your steps you trace back your actions all the way back to your traumas and once you've been able to unpack all of that and realize exactly what the trauma was then it is easier to move forward and say okay so because of this trauma 
this is how I've made decisions before in the past, but now this is how we are going to do things. This is how we're going to move. And for some of you, maybe that first decision is therapy. Maybe the first decision, maybe the first step is therapy so that you can actually unpack those traumas or, you know, whatever, those, those things, those actions that you've made. And then you can make decisions off of that, off of that clean slate, realizing where you were before those traumas. And, um, and then say, okay, now as though that trauma isn't there, maybe that's what you have to do. Maybe you first have to deal with the trauma and then make the decision. So you make a decision as though that trauma wasn't there and then say, okay, now we're going to take the first step. And from that first step, you'll be able to see the next. So yeah, that's what I did with working out. Started small, then leave it up to gym. Then now that I'm at gym, I'm actually a lot more, I'm, I'm shook at how consistent I am. I have a lot of friends who literally gave up because we all started together and was at the beginning of the year as well when, when we started our member, memberships. And they just, like, they just fell through, you know. Um, and I knew, and I don't, I don't tell them, I'm not, I'm not the kind of person who tells them that, you know, I'm not that I told you so type, but I'll tell y'all that I told them. <laughs> I, I knew, I knew, I knew, I knew that they weren't going to last with the gym thing because they could barely jog with me when I said, let's, let's go jog outside. That's just the reality of it. So it's like, uh, if you go to gym, it's not, it's not going to stick. It's not going to stick. There are those exceptions. I'm not saying everything is absolute, but for the most part, don't always think that you're the exception. You're not always the exception. Exceptions actually rarely try to be the exception. It just happens exceptionally. <laughs> um, so now apply that to your deeper decisions. <sighs> now there's a second part. There's a second part that I think is important to note with making happy decisions or decisions that give you ultimate happiness. And by ultimate, I don't mean like you're happy forever. I just mean when you, when you look back and you, and you think on your life or you think on your year and you're like, wow, I made some, mm, I made some good decisions this year. And yes, this happened and this happened and this happened. That was horrible. And I hate the fact that it happened to me, but I'm so glad that I came out of it this way. I'm so glad that I came out of it stronger because of the decisions that I made. I never let it overwhelm me. I never let it overcome me. With that, there is a responsibility to take yourself seriously. Those decisions also have an element or desire to be taken seriously. But you will take those decisions seriously if you take yourself seriously. If you take yourself more seriously than you take the decisions seriously. <laughs> Man, sometimes I feel like I speak in parables. <sighs> Essentially, what I'm saying is you'll respect the decision more if you respect yourself more than you respect the decision. It's, it's funny how th this is the best way that I can put it. When you go to work, and I'm going to try to brief this one up, but YOLO. Um, when you go to work and maybe you don't like your job. Most people don't like their jobs. Another topic for another day. You do it, not because you like it, to be honest. Like I said, you don't like it. But you do it because you respect your boss. And you respect your boss for many reasons. Maybe it's because you, your boss is just very dominant, but also maybe it's because your boss pays you. So you're like, okay, I'm going to respect you. I'm going to respect what you want me to do because there's this consequence that I'm trying to get for it. Have the same energy. Bring the same energy with yourself. There's a consequence that you want from yourself, but you're not taking yourself seriously enough. You don't respect yourself enough. And I'm not saying this as though I'm holier than thou, just by the way. I have been here and I'm still in the process of outgrowing certain aspects of, my, of myself that I don't respect, that I should respect. We need to have more respect for ourselves. We need to self-respect, essentially. 
But self-respect is not just a posture. Self-respect is an, it's, it's, it's constant decisions that you make. You have to earn it. You have to earn it from yourself. When you, when you call yourself self-respectable, you need to prove it to yourself. Prove why you should respect you. Prove why others should respect you. And it can only start when you respect yourself. But you can only prove that you respect yourself when you start respecting yourself. So take yourself seriously. When you wake up in the morning, treat yourself like you treat your boss. Treat yourself like you treat your pastor. Treat yourself like you treat Beyonce if she walked into this room. Take yourself seriously. Don't just think that when you walk into a room, you know people always say when you walk into a when you walk into a room, act like you belong. Sometimes that room is your own house. Act like you belong in that house. Act like you belong in 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 your space. But it's not just um, a matter of thinking it. It's a matter of being. Like like I said, act. You act like it, so you take yourself seriously. You, if it, if if your if your place is cluttered, and, and I'm I'm using just things that that just that are just at the top of my head. If you have to declutter your space, declutter your space, because you're trying to 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 be cleaner. You're trying to be better, have a better environment. If 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 you have to, <laughs> I want to even say, I mean, many of us respect ourselves enough to bath every single day. So apply that to every other part of your life that you find that you find difficult, but just but just take it on. Some people find it difficult to bath, and to you it may it may seem really silly, but some people find it difficult to bath. So use that same take that same energy where you judge the people who find it difficult to bath every day. Use that same energy with the other parts of your life that you find difficult, but you are not applying the necessary actions, you know, to overcome those difficulties. Take yourself seriously. You are important. You are important, but act like it. Act like it. So when I, when I take my, and I'm going to keep going to the gym analogy because it's the one that's just at the top of my head since I used it first. When I go to gym, I don't, I don't always like being there and I don't always like going. But because I take my health seriously, I go. Because I take Bahumi seriously. When she said that, okay, in fact, it's not just my health. Because I take my health seriously, because I take my finances seriously, because I'm not trying to spend money and waste it. I'm not trying to be constantly paying for this gym membership. And then, in fact, I actually almost, uh, there was a time I wasn't going to gym for a period. And I was like, you know, I'm just going to quit gym because I, I actually couldn't. It's not, not because I wanted to quit gym. I really couldn't. I was constantly working. I was working crazy hours. And I was like, you know what? I really can't. And then I called my gym and I was like, you know what? I'm canceling. Thank God. They were actually like, okay, you know what? We understand. They were like, okay, let's actually half your premium. And you can pay that premium until the end of your contract. Ah, if that's not favor, I don't know what is. If that's not favor, I have no idea what, what is. But it's because, I want to say it's because they could see that I was trying to take this seriously. Because, I mean, I was consistent for quite some time. They have the records. But also, you know, God God can see that I'm taking this seriously. And he's like, my child, I will not forsake you. Eh? I will not forsake you. And I wasn't forsaken. And now I've been paying, I've been paying half my premium until the end of my contract. Um, And so... Well, until I went back, of course. But I went because I took myself quite seriously. Now, I will, I, I, I will try to relate with you and tell you that there are certain parts where I know I struggle with this. And then now I have to really take myself seriously next year. And for me, that's eating right. I don't eat right. I eat a lot. <laughs> I really do eat a lot. Um, but I don't always eat right. And I don't eat consistently a lot. 
I don't like sharing this part of my life, but you know, it's what it, 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 it is. It is what it is. Right. So I have a very fast metabolism and in order for me to get to my goal weight, I have to eat way more than the regular person, like way, way more. And I don't like talking about this because it, uh, it, it, it's, it's an insecurity of mine that we are definitely overcoming very, very soon. Like that's my, that's my goal for next year, overcoming that insecurity. Um, but I also know that not only do I have a fast metabolism, but with my friends and my family and everybody that I know, to be honest, they can eat once, twice a day and still gain weight. They, like they can literally just eat once a day and still gain weight. With me, with if I want to get to the goal weight that I want to get to, I can't afford to eat even three times a day, to be honest. That's actually not enough. But I can't afford to eat twice a day. But it's funny because when I eat twice a day, even, 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 even you know, because you, you get distracted. There's so much happening. You, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm late for stuff. And that's, that's one thing that we're overcoming as well. When I'm late for things, I, I just, <laughs> I skip the meal part. I, I don't prioritize eating. I just grab a banana and I get out and then I'm like, okay, I'll eat on set. And then I eat the meal that's on set. And it's funny because I eat the most on set. I, I'm, I'm the person who, who takes, who goes for seconds. And, and I have like two plates of food and I eat, but that's still not enough. But my point is even, but the thing with my goal is that I, it's not just about eating a lot. It's about eating a lot of the right foods. So I have to eat your avocados, your bananas, just protein rich foods, um, your steaks, your chickens. Um, I can't just have any fast food burger. It has to be a good, decent protein, nutrients, rich burger. And so for me, that's my goal. And we are going to do that. We're going to take ourselves seriously next year. And when, and when it gets difficult in February and March, we're not going to give up. And we're going to have a good circle of friends who are going to motivate us. And even if they're not there, we're going to have a good circle of YouTube videos and a good circle of podcasts and a good circle. I know heaven is already cheering me on in any case. So my angels are out here just pumping me up. So when I wake up in the morning, I'm going to have, I'm going to have good tracks to listen to. And I'm just going to motivate myself to be that person. And I'm going to listen to this again if I have to. Because there will be days when I don't feel like it. There will be days, they will be. It's just life. Come to terms with it, like I said. Okay? And then move from that. And then I'll be happy (laughs) about my body. Now, I'm going to say this carefully as well. I'm not saying that there's like this ultimate sense of happiness. But there is a a sense of contentment. And it generally comes with once you've done all that you could. That's a very serious point. Once you've done all that you could. And you're probably still not exactly where you need to be. Uh, just be content. That's where joy comes in. I'll tell you this much. It's very difficult to find joy in moments where you know you could have done more. But you didn't. Given your circumstances, you still didn't do what you could have done to at least give you the bare minimum of happiness. It's hard because you feel, if you're anything like me at least, you feel very bad for squandering the opportunities that you had. And I think that we all have a level of opportunity. Um, It will be very ignorant of me 
very arrogant of me also to be honest to assume that everyone has the same opportunities as me but I also don't want anyone to negate the power that they have even in the circumstances that they're given I for example learned that I may have certain opportunities but there are definitely people out there who have better opportunities than myself and I can either sit and be upset that well I can't do this because I don't have that I don't have what they have um or I can say well what do I have what do I have and it would be quite a shame if somebody who had less than me did more with what they had than what I did with the much that I have so just maybe try to constantly consider that somewhere or someone out there has way less than you and they're doing a lot more than you're doing with what you have in fact there are many people and the many success stories that we have that we hear about of people who have way less but are far beyond where we are right now and it just goes to show just the, just the amount of power we actually have if we really tap into it if we truly truly tap into it and I know, you know, many people may say that, well, we are a victim of our circumstances. And I think to some degree, I can agree with that. I don't want to negate the fact that many people start off the year at a disadvantaged state. So it becomes very difficult to reach that, that level of happiness um, that they so desire. But I also want to say this. It's something that I learned from the greats of our kind. And I consider those and I consider those who are great to be those who have overcome some of the most ridiculous circumstances, some of the most just torturous circumstances, and then come out on top and live to tell their story and were worthy of Nobel Peace Peace Prizes, whether they received them or not. Um, I learned that it is possible to be a victim in a situation it really is there are many victims out there and i never and we should never ever invalidate anybody's circumstance ever we don't know what it's like to be in their shoes you don't know what it's like to be in mine i don't know what it's like to be in yours so you really should acknowledge and validate your circumstances you shouldn't you should validate your pain you should validate your suffering but the moment you become your suffering. To put it this way, the moment you go from becoming a victim of your circumstances to having a victim mentality, you immediately cut the propensity of reaching a state of happiness and reaching your goals and the greatest you short by a huge amount by a huge amount people who i can't even fathom being in their shoes have proven to us time and time again that there is a huge difference between being a victim and having a victim mentality people who experienced slavery people who experience oppression will tell you 
that they literally had to remind themselves. And that's a whole other topic that I'm going to get into. I think the word remind is just a very powerful word. So we'll get into that another time. I keep postponing these, hey, but at least it's on record. So I'll be able to go back. They literally had to emancipate themselves from mental slavery. Shout out, Bob Mali. Even though I think you quoted someone. They literally had to emancipate themselves from mental slavery, even though they were, li- they were in literal shackles. Yeah, ne? Literally. Let's see if we can continue this in the dark. <laughs> I am so tempted right now to stop and then just do my thing. But at the same time, I'm also very tempted to just continue. Those of you guys who are listening audibly, I just had load shitting. <laughs> so that's funny. Um, but I'm going to continue. Nevertheless, and we'll just see where it takes us. Because, wow, you know. To have to wait two hours, hour. So people who, people who've been through worse, people who've been through unimaginable circumstances and were able to live to tell us their story and how they overcame it, definitely have the upper hand when it comes to discussing matters of being a victim and the idea of victim mentality. And because of their stories, I don't even feel worthy enough honestly to speak on this topic but i'm able to receive of the lessons that they gave based off of their experiences and say that i number one have no excuse no matter what i went through and like i said this is not to invalidate your circumstances not to invalidate your position in life me however even knowing the things that i've been through things that i've never even shared with people I, because of what other people have been through, or at least, um, or at least drawing inspiration from that, I can say that I have no excuse to have a victim mentality. None whatsoever. And so if we are going to go into this year wanting a change, wanting to be better, wanting to improve our lives and really wanting to look back and say, I had a happy year, despite what I went through, I had a happy year, I had a good year. When people said, I have a happy new year, that was mine. That was totally mine. Then we really have to transform our thinking. First with what we think about ourselves and then with how we treat ourselves. Obviously treating others good as well, but you know what I mean, for the purposes of this conversation. Treat yourself with respect. I mean, these are the kinds of people who would even... They they took putting the onus upon themselves very seriously. Like they took making the decision or being in control of their decisions very seriously to the point of death. I think that that is the most mind-blowing thing ever. They literally did it to the point of death. They said they literally never allowed their circumstances to choose for them. They were like, ah, Gampan. <laughs> I think that that is the most beautiful thing ever. They literally were like, ah, And just so you know, your decision to kill me is not your decision. I decided that you kill me because I said you'd rather kill me than for me to do the other. Than for me to do the other. I would rather run away and risk death than stay here and risk slavery, and risk oppression. I can guarantee you half the people who are watching this are not going through what they went through. 
And yet we have these many excuses. Many excuses. Ones that I will not invalidate, but I will say you can. You truly, truly can rise up above them. So take yourself seriously. Trust if they could, honey, you could too. Gosh, even Jesus didn't even give himself excuses. He literally was just like, ah, okay, well, this is my calling. <laughs> this is what I'm doing. I'm a die for humanity. And he never even complained to us about it. So that's pretty deep. The last one that I thought of to reach a state of happiness this year. And to be quite honest, this is the most important one. But a relationship with God is so important. People don't really understand just how important it is to be with your maker. How else can you function as best as you possibly could without being in constant communication with what made you, with what feeds you? We usually run to God when, when we've already screwed up, to be honest. We usually run to him when, like, you know, everything is quite devastating. And then there are those of us who run from him, you know, when when you screwed up but then we realize that we need him and whether we want to go to him or not we realize that he really is the only way the truth and the life but even though there are people who think that they can go about life without god i think that is probably one of the most sadly ignorant beliefs because even though you can exist, no, you actually, you actually can't even exist without him. Because whether you have a personal relationship with him or not, sovereignly, he still created you. So he's still sovereign in your life. And whether you believe in him or not, one thing that's for sure is that you don't have full control of everything that happens to you in and around you. We have control. He's given that to us. But you don't have full control of everything. Otherwise, you would be God. Now, he made you a God. But he also exists. He is your maker, so he's the ultimate God. He decides that the sun sets and rises. He decides that the rain falls. He decides the ecosystem. He decides how things function. He even decides how we function. He gave us our, our vast options and limitations. And so at the very least, you know you need a higher power to exist. It would just do you so much good if you had a personal relationship with this higher power. Because every time we get to a step that we need to take and, it, and it's proving to be difficult, to be honest, only he can know what the next step is. And it's so much better when you ask him instead of winging it. Because we all know that winging something is just that. It's a wing. And you never know how it's going to land up. And there are some moments I can guarantee you, you wish you never winged it. And those are probably the moments where you needed it most. So there are things that you can't just wing in life. Or rather things that you probably shouldn't wing. And these are the moments where you really do need a higher power. And it will do you so good to know who this higher power is and not just leave it off to fate to figure it out for you. 
because he's not just a higher power. I would be so upset if I was, I won't even lie to you. Yo, God's mercy is so nice. I would be really, really upset if someone said that I'm just, I don't know, like, let's not even, like most of us get upset at people not even acknowledging our names, let alone getting our names wrong. Yet we are okay with living life, either A, not even acknowledging that there's a higher power, and B, acknowledging that there is a higher power, but not using every ounce of our being to find him out. I don't know. That's kind of unsettling for me. Knowing me and knowing how I want to know everything, to be honest, at the very least, in fact, at, at my very core, the, the, the foundational thing that I'd want to know, the first thing I'd want to know is who made me? Where on earth do I come from? Now, first sounds selfish. To be honest, mo- most, of our, most of our relationships with God start off selfish. <laughs> like, oh, oh, I'm crying. God, help me. Oh, what am I? Uh, and then he comes and goes, okay, come, my child. Da, 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 da. And then eventually it's just like, okay, now, now it's time to grow up. Now you need to get to know me. You need to get to know me. For your good, still, by the way. Not for mine. I'm good. I'm goodness itself. So, you know. So it would do you good, man, to know God this year. It really would. It really, really, really would. If, if, you, if you don't know God, um, or if your relationship with God is pretty meh, maybe this is there to start. Maybe really this is there to start. And really seek him out. Seek him through. Ask. And seek and you'll find. If you really want the truth, I promise you, you will find it. I promise you, you will find it. Those who really want the truth will seek it out till they find it. Till they find it. Like you won't stop. You will go and then you'll think you have something and then you realize, no, it's not it. And you'll keep moving. You won't give up. You will not give up. In fact, you will never give up until you find it. Because even those who know the truth still want to seek it out more. Because to be honest, I mean, even the Bible says, I, 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 I don't even, even the best Christian out there doesn't know God fully. And to be honest, we really won't until we meet him. So, but it will do you good to know him more and more while you're here. <sighs> so, to brief it all up, Zazi, I almost said Zazi, say, know yourself. Take yourself seriously. And know your maker. Everything else after that, to be honest, I think will fall into play. Know God, know you, take you seriously. Open book with Fahumi. See you in the next chapter. Love you, bye.